Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz and welcome to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots where we talk about wrestling all the time, every time. And here with me of course is Knight Rider. Hello. And Chewy. What up, man? Oh, <laughs> alright. Okay, so before we start with any of the wrestling news, we have sad news to report. Uh, a legend, a leyenda de Lucha Libre passed away earlier this week at Pedro Aguayo. Um, Chewy, can you tell us about that? Okay, uh, his name is Pedro Aguayo. I, grew, I actually grew up uh, watching his matches. He was really, he was the most brutal wrestler that I've ever seen because uh, his matches, if you can look up on YouTube, if they're still available, even though the, the video is very, very awful quality. Like low quality? Like yeah, it, yeah. it was, because the signal was bad for some yeah. reason. I don't know. Good old days mm -hmm. with the antenna. <laughs> well, so yeah, so he was known so I was the powerhouse, and it's been compared to uh, like uh, somewhat of the American equivalent to Bruno San Martino. Yeah. So he was a powerhouse, and what I remember most of, of his matches was when he actually challenged them to a to a uh, like like a you know like like uh, finding like a slap in the like uh, slapping the chest, chest and, yeah. and punching, you mm -hmm. know, but like standing there ground and he challenged everyone and right. he, he mostly won because he overpowered <laughs> them but then some of them when when he kind of like fell down he's kind of like oh well i cannot like i cannot do this every like every time that that like mm -hmm. I, I gotta make it uh, i gotta make it like a shoe make it work that, that right. i'm not always the the, the tight guy <laughs> so yeah. i gotta make sure i gotta you know mm -hmm. yeah and also uh some interesting facts that that I didn't know is that he was actually the very first crowned WWF light heavyweight champion mm. uh, through the 97. Wow. However, since he kind of, I think he won it like outside the WWF back then, mm -hmm. I don't know how or why. But when the WWF title came back, to the WWF, they uh, they gave it to Taka Michinoku. Hmm. Once again, I don't know why. Maybe some some of you guys know a little more detail on that. Yeah, let us know. It's, it's like, let us know on Twitter. Let us it's, know a, on it's a little sketchy. Hmm. And then he, he oh he they put on his wiki that he passed away. Uh, his cause of death was due to in, infarction. Um, it's like heart attack. So yeah, some something like heart Salt, attack. Yeah. Because I think there was, according to the infarction thing, it, it was like a, due to inadequate blood supply to the to an affected area, so it may cause the RA blockage, rupture, and so I'm thinking because all the other times he was actually fighting bare hand, because yeah. he would take the slap to the oh to, uh, to the to, chest to the chest like oh, yeah. think of um, Impact, Bubba Ray versus uh, AJ Styles, how he left him. Nah, nah, nah. A little bit. If, uh -uh. if anything, it, I if there's two matches to to compare that to what Pedro used to do. It would be one Samoa Joe going against Kenta Kobayashi in ROH, because Kenta Kobayashi left his chest messed up, like destroyed. And then the second match would be Walter going against Zack Saber Jr. Um, you can take your pick on any of those battles. It was just Walter just manhandled Zack Saber. He even left well, Saber's the, chest well, to the point. Okay, it was a, I was like a person, but that there was no 
it was red, but not to the point where blood cells were, were kind yeah, of, you know, froze. But he, but he didn't. No, for one, but, one of the Zack Sabre Juniors and Walter matches, it was to the point where Sabre, uh, like, Walter left a handprint so bad, hitting him so many times, like, blood cells were the, were the shape of his hand mm. on his chest. Well, well, yeah, um, the fact is, like, these were, like, uh, the matches that you mentioned were mm-hmm. kind of, like, one-off. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was doing it through his entire wrestling career. Yeah, that's so true. every match, even the ones that weren't televised, him been doing it, that will wear him down. That's oh what, yeah, and yeah. that was that was because back then they didn't have uh, uh, medical. Uh, oh, not like now. Oh, well, no, well, medical stuff. This was determine back in what's going this on is back in like in eighty-five to ninety. They did not have that good medical, so. That's yeah. what that's what some of the wrestlers uh, from the golden age or silver age are are dying, are dying at a, like around their seventies or sixties. Yeah, and that like kind of like Roger Parker mentioned in his one of his uh, mm-hmm. one of his uh, interviews, he mentioned that yeah because of all the beatdowns and stuff or whatever. Or oh yeah, that he said that he won't be living that long. He was right. No, yeah. It's like so. But yeah, so back to uh, Pedro. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he was doing that throughout his wrestling career. So mm-hmm. yeah, so, so that that will kind of you know like that kind of makes sense that that happened. It's mm-hmm. ju- it's just that mm-hmm. it as far as I know, him and his son, uh, El hijo del Perro Wild Jr., who uh, yeah. was another tragedy. Uh, now they're both in in the Celestial Arena. Mm-hmm. As we uh, tag teaming against in Santo. I guess it's against El Santo and another famous villain. Uh, well, um, as far as I know, they were they were the only uh, it was it was father and son lineage. I do not know if he had if he had other sons. Right. He, according to Wikipedia, he just had one son. Mm-hmm. And, El hijo de Perú. And that's yeah. it. Unless Man. the son had had a kid. Um, yeah. But as far as I know, some people in Mexico might know, but I, I haven't checked that out yet. Yeah. I couldn't get, I, I can I can ask someone that I know, but like, eh. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, that was a, tra- yeah, was like, it's a tragedy. I was not expecting him. I was like, even my, my mom told my dad, hey, he passed away. It's like, they actually knew who he was because, uh, back in the day, they used to be like in the television in Mexico. He was, uh, it was lucha libre or soccer. So, oh yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. it was one of those two. Yeah. And on lucha libre, you will see him. Mm-hmm. Back then, and my my mom and dad was like, I, my mom, oh my god, and then told my dad was like, wow, really? That's right. Because he rem- he remembers. Yeah. He actually yeah. remembers. And my dad is really like old school. He's a old fashioned worker. He rarely watches mm-hmm. lucha libre. He he grew up watching soccer. Right. So right. But the fact that he knew who he was, he's just like. Yeah. 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 The stuff of legends, man. Like hell, even we all grew up watching that Pedro Aguayo. Yeah, wrestling. Man. Oh, here's here's another fun fact <laughs> that uh, I I kind of d- uh, dig up, and I found out that he actually wrestled in the WWF at the Royal Rumble '97. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I was, yeah, I was I was surprised too. Like wait a minute, so I decided to check it out, and, and yeah. it turns out he he was him. Uh huh. It, uh, it was him. It was three and three. 
it was um, it was Puma, Jerry Strada, Heavy Metal, mm-hmm. and I forgot the third villain, but it was it was uh, Solar, Pedro Wayu, and I think Junior. I think his son also. It was a three-on-two match. You you can watch. It's on YouTube. The okay. full match, in not very high quality video. Right. <laughs> Think of VHS. That's, they put the VHS version. On the, but but yeah, oh, it was man. it was awesome. And I also found out mm-hmm. that the, if you if you you guys remember the theme from uh, Super Astros, mm-hmm. that uh, he was that the theme that was given to. Like I think it was a uh, mini Astro or Supernova. Yeah. It was. It is the same thing that they gave to Mil Mascaras when he went to the Royal <laughs> Rumble. I was like, Oh my God! Are you you recycled that thing? You just gave it to every Mexican lucha. <laughs> I was like, Jeez. Oh, and also fun, another fun fact: if some people know who Pierrot was, he was actually in the Royal Rumble as well. He, wow. He, he was like original Pierrot and Mil Mascaras. I was like. Wow. Okay. And <laughs> oh, uh, and there was another match hmm. that so it was, it was El hijo del Perro Bayo who actually wrestled in the WWF against Abismo Negro. And Jim Cornette and Jr. were the commentators. Oh yeah. man. Okay, I gotta look for this. That that was like that was cool. I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely gotta look there, for this one. There's some okay. I have I have watched so many so many wrestling matches even though during WWF mm-hmm. whatever I completely forgot some of them because yeah I cannot remember every single match or or the day or who wrestled what because it was a long time ago oh yeah but I can but I can have like a fog memory of who did what or I think that guy was there yeah good thing for YouTube oh yeah and yeah. archives. <laughs> Feel free to check it out. It's yeah. If you want to remember at least, like his wrestling matches in Mexico and rare appearance in Total Life history through '97. Yeah. So the I like to call it the Hispanic years, early. Yeah. Early Hispanic era, <laughs> or early Spanish Americana. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, Descanse en Paz, Pedro Guayo. Thank you for all the wonderful, wonderful years of lucha libre. As a grand rudo de rudos. Descansa en paz. Los rudos, los rudos, los rudos. No. Los rudos, los rudos, los rudos. Y el Atlante. Cabrón. Go back, watch with some Mexican wrestling. Specifically AAA and CMML. Listen to the announcers. Para que sepas. I don't know. Depending on the ra- on the station, they could be uh, chivistas or americanistas. Whoa, we'll watch YouTube. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, moving on from the yeah, Atlantic. Okay. No, he says that. Yeah. I know. And I and I keep telling it to every single uh, family member that knows about that. I, I told that to my friend Mario and my and my cousin uh, Humberto. Uh-huh. <laughs> they know. They know. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on from Lucha Libre to WWE. All right. So this week on WWE, a lot of things have happened. Uh, first and foremost, uh, besides Jinder Mahal resigning for a multi-year deal, and um, uh, the happy couple of um, and then the, there's Aleister Black. 
uh-huh. thing going in, and they might push Apollo Cruz. Mm-hmm. Maybe they give something to uh, Mojo Rollins. Yeah. Um, so this is a little, this was a little shake yeah, a little up, bit but, but this is somewhat of a good shape shake up because of the whole Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. because here's um, here's the thing that that it's more like a let me dissect in, in a psychological way. Like okay. Vince McMahon company was is was going down in ratings because all the repetitive stuff uh-huh. and replays on SmackDown. That was pretty much like what ninety percent of Raw. I mean, yeah. Uh, on SmackDown. No, no. I, I, here, here's and an interesting number. Gimmicks, like the tug of war. <sighs> okay, no. Here, here's an interesting number. Okay. The you want to know the lowest attendance numbers that they had this year? Three hundred. They had less than two thousand people, and 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 live shows. On no, not I, this week. I, not I, this I, week. I saw the, I saw some of the photos. Yeah. Because they're not even. Giving tickets away could actually yeah. help them out. That's that's all bad. And it you was. notice that they had to focus specific camera angles to the part where there's the most people. Mm-hmm. But they they couldn't. But they, were but they still couldn't focus on the other angles of the realities where there's almost nobody. Yeah. It goes to show you that yeah that yeah he needed help. It's just the ironic that he ended up asking his his former rivals to help him out. Yeah. ECW and WCW. Mm-hmm. So that's and two others. It uh, is is that what you call like a sweet irony, irony or just yeah? I I would call it that. A sweet irony. Yeah. Yeah. But just for people, the people who, that you literally just like bought out and destroy. Yeah. Are the people that you really <laughs> talk them into helping you? Out. Like, come on, guys, let's put the. Yeah, all the all just to combat AEW. Well, not just that, but okay. ROH in New Japan. Yeah, mm-hmm. because New Japan is picking up steam. ROH is picking up all the leftovers that WWE, um, yeah. the viewership and everything, and and everyone just like and, and, two pay per views already for AEW, and, and, and it's like, and also former WWE wrestlers are in the Indies now and making a name for themselves, and and and. Uh, making notices of other indie residents. Yeah. In the residents. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the expose of John Moxley. Yeah. I I think this all started with uh, with Moxley just leaving quietly, and then saying, you know, the writing crew was like, bah. yeah. And you know, I I think this is this is like it it opened up a huge floodgate of. Of lot of workers, both from the creative side, the wrestling side, the production side, just like yeah, everything he said is like true. We're not happy here. No, that's what I was hoping. Like on our on our previous podcast, we're, yeah, we're talking about uh, other stuff, and and if you listen to the other uh, podcast, you see like I was kind of really, really like not. I lost all. I lost all hope. I I watched that touch to fall asleep. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I'm a little intrigued. Like I I about wrestling, really. Yeah. I, and some other wrestling news mm-hmm. have said, you know what? I'm actually interested in uh, in seeing what's happening next. Yeah. You have intrigued me a little bit. Keep going. 
yeah if case if you're wondering what we're talking about um last week prior to the horrific uh, Raw and SmackDown that was happening. Yeah, the, the uh, shake-up. Yes. Wild card. This. Wild card. Yeah. Um, Isn't that still in the works? Yes, they but they're they're, yeah, they're trying stopping. to they're trying to get rid of that. They're stopping now and, and and making sure that Raw and SmackDown and SmackDown are their own separate things. Things. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. So apparently last week, uh, Vince McMahon announced that he hired Paul Heyman and. <sighs> Sorry about that, folks. Um, <laughs> Eric <laughs> and Eric Bischoff um, to executive director roles in Raw and SmackDown representatively. Paul Heyman, uh, respectively. And, and thank you. actually, not like the previous time, they were actually just workers. Yeah. That the like if you some people remember the like like they were like managers or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah, it, yeah. it was just a role they play. Yeah. This time it's for real. Yeah. So Paul Heyman is going to be the executive director on Raw. And he's and um, Eric Bischoff is going to be for SmackDown executive director as well. They're going to both work directly with Vince, so yeah, they're the, they're not going to have no one in the middle. It's just directly to, to, to Vince. Vince. Not only that, but um, leave. Stop micromanagement. Yeah, no, not only that, but also too, Bruce Pritchard is going to be doing the same role at NXT. And the one person that surprised the hell out of me on this one, Jim Cornette, is going to do 205 Live. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Go for it. I want to see what you did. I'm a, No, that's the one that's intriguing me the most because I know over the years, Jim Cornette had bad blood with WWE. He, him and Vince, he couldn't see eye to eye. Let alone, he can barely even see eye to eye to Eric Bischoff. Well, there's this did famous it? hatred of Vince Russo. Wait, didn't Vince... Wait, there's a lot of wrestlers. Everybody in yeah. He literally yeah. had, had bats with other wrestlers. and Of course. Like, Paul Hogan. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Shoot. Ah, there were so many. Yeah. The, yeah. The, like, he, he burned the bishop at all the time. They came... Oh, Bret Hart. See? He came back. Mm-hmm. And... Many others, but they were like, oh, no, like you screw me over. I don't never want to see you again. Yeah. Tick tock, tick tock. Oh, look, they came back. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so w- without that, without further ado on that, like that, um, this week's Raw and SmackDown, I thought that was a huge change. I thought there, I, to be honest, they had a little bit of resemblance of WCW and ECW in there. Raw was ECW, yeah, because of uh, one that burned that into the <laughs> to uh, the Canales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, they saw a little finger of Paul Heyman on it. Yeah, and I was like, looking forward to that. And I, I've been hearing from SmackDown that they're gonna focus on factions. Yes. So. One example could be that we might see AJ Styles and the brothers in SmackDown because mm-hmm. Eric Bishop is is known for working, you know, factions. Yeah. And they're gonna make it all like new and crazier things, like yeah, a little bit, but you know, go through Vince. Mm-hmm. And and Raw is gonna be extreme. just the powerhouses, extreme, you know, basically early to mid ECW. It's just gonna. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna look forward to all the, all the, all the uh, innuendos and cursing. Yeah. And well, that was the first thing that happened after the thing with uh, Strowman and uh, Lashley. You know, uh, Corey Graves said, "quote unquote, holy shit." Yeah, on live television. On live television. Oh, unbleeped. Just, oh, when he just joins soil just I want to hear him say, "Oh my, oh my god." I want to be surprised if he decides to bring back Joey Styles. And I want to see, and I see him do. Oh, I want to hear him when he when he's just like the lucha, like lucha house party, mm-hmm. and he says, "Oh, Dios mío." Like I said, I want to be surprised if he if he brings back Joey Styles and kick one. I if anything, I think he would maybe replace um, Corey Graves and just have Joey Styles in there doing the doing the calls, doing the shots. Because uh, let, let's just face it, um, what's his face has been there. Uh, Coleman, no Coleman. Um, <sighs> The head guy from Raw who does the commentary. The one yeah. in the middle. Oh, the one Michael that, Cole? Yes, Michael Cole. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say the one who supposedly had a wrestling debut. Yeah, supposedly, yeah. And in uh, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wearing mm-hmm. wrestling tights. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah. So, um, so I wouldn't Cole. be surprised if Joey... If, Joey against Michael Cole. No, no, no. If like Joey a, like, comes like in like and long, just, long, just... You just have a... Get, like you know, commentary. The commentary, my fault. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you, sir, you are the one. You're a kisser. You're the. You're the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want. I want to be. Like I said, I want to be surprised if that they was happening. They, they did that in, in TNA. Mm-hmm. So I, so I would like you know that type of. Yeah. That. Conversation. Mm-hmm. And then on SmackDown, um, one of the main reasons why they have Bischoff there is because when they move to Fox. Um, they already have an official date already. It's the first Friday of October. They say that the reason why they have Bischoff at SmackDown because he knows how to deal with executives from television, from network, during his time at WCW. Like, he knows how to deal with them. And also, too, I think if he were, if Bischoff were... If they were to let him do what he what he knows best, I think he can bring back that good old WCW magic, you know, with the cruiserweights and 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 the high flyers and stuff like that. What made WCW special? War games. Mm-hmm. Better. Yeah. Back to the beach. At, yeah, Take but it but the beach. but. Take it back to the beach. Yeah, yeah, no, but. Yeah. If he were to do it the right way, not how, not how, like from '95 and beyond, like WCW was going down the drain, you know, and and like everybody was touching, putting their hands all over the place and everything like that, you know. Um, maybe that can work. Maybe that can work if if Bischoff can bring the good old golden stuff, the stuff that made the WCW work. Yes, that was it. That was awesome. Dude. Hell, you know what I would like to see? Bring um bring um Ric Flair. That's what? Just and just just make him go up in there, um get Michael Michael Cole or something and kind of do like that mean gene thing what he used to do in WCW. Or just let or or just let Ric Flair go in there and just do what he did in WCW. You know, but not as a wrestler, for God's no, sake. No, maybe he can be like a color commentator. Yeah. yeah. But he can put you on the spot. 
Like, you're the hot thing right now. But when I was, I did this, this, right now. You know, cursing a little. Yeah. You're a little piece of crap. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit less, a little bit spicy it up like Roddy Piper. Yeah. Like, he, call, he calls you out that, like. Uh, yeah. Like, bur- uh, minor verbal abuse from, no, from, oh, yeah, yeah. from the man <laughs> who beat a other man. Mm-hmm. And it was still 16 time awesomeness. Yes. <laughs> and he was hit by lightning twice. So, yeah. That survived an airplane crash. Multiple they should have been types, dead. I think. Yeah. In fact, uh, they should start making Ric Flair jokes now, you know? Because Chuck Norris could, you know, slap death, but Ric Flair beat him, beat him. Like, how many times? <laughs> that was the biggest joke of all. the fact that he survived lightning twice. Oh, yeah. That's... That, that's rare. Yeah. That's dang. It's Ric Flair. That's all you gotta say. Ric Flair. It's Ric Flair. That's a term now. I'm ter- I'm coining it. You know, he's Ric Flaring it there. That's what he's doing. Woo! Yep. Lightning twice. Mm-hmm. All right. God wanted you kill, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> that's how bad. He, <laughs> that's how badass you are. <laughs> God tried twice and. All Ric Flair did was just walk away. Woo! woo. <laughs> no, just woo it off. <laughs> Damn. Just, just, you said woo. I'm a twice. <laughs> woo. And, and, and even like the the Almighty is like, you know what? Nah, that's, that's it. it. I'm, that's it. I I'm out. Two of them. It's like I'm out. One should have been enough, but no, he just walked away like it was nothing. <laughs> Sheesh. Fine. I'm gonna sit down. Now. Okay. And and then he just went. Oof. All right. So moving on from <laughs> from Raw and SmackDown. Ah, uh, one last moment. Okay. I, I, I man, how I wish I could pay off the twenty five dollars, but I didn't have that when I met Rick Flair at Comic Con, Bef- before he had that heart surgery. Oh yeah. I was like, man, if I had that money, I would have turned it. I could have. Ask him if he can just hey, can you give me like three slaps? And it's just, you know. I bet you he still can. No, but like you do it like I can I can like later on brag about it in some pictures like yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm a fellow friend because I got slapped three times. Yeah. It hurt like hell. <laughs> Ow. Alright. So moving right along, um last week no, last Saturday, um New Jam uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling started their yearly event um quite con- quite considerably uh the most grueling tournament in history of wrestling is the g1 climax so knight rider can you tell us about the g1 climax uh this year uh it started on july 6th mm-hmm. it just happened uh, as of this recording yesterday yeah and they're going to end it on august 12th mm-hmm. and uh and at wrestle kingdom 13 that first match of the tournament was was in this case was took place at uh, the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. Yes. All right. And um, we already talked about um, blocks A and B. Right. So we don't really have to repeat who's in it. No, 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 no. Well, except for the scores. Right. So So block B, as far as block B is concerned, Mm -hmm. I won't mention them tonight because uh, they haven't fought yet. Yeah, yeah. But as far as block A is concerned, I'm going to name everybody because it was the first match. Right. The first match of the tournament. Okay. And it's going to be pretty woo at this point because 
In block A, we have one, two, three, four, five. Five tied in first place and five tied in last. All right. So, so I'll just say the winners and then the losers, okay. simply put. Every one of these people scored two points, so here are the winners. Uh, Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. Bad Luck Fale. Mm-hmm. Kenta. All right. Uh, Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. And Sanada. Okay. And here are the losers thus far with zero points. Evil. Mm-hmm. Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay. Zack Sabre Jr. and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Those are big names that have zeros next to them. So Will Ospreay's losing. What the hell? Well, he lost to Lance Archer, and I heard that was a must-watch match. That one, and also the Okada, and um. Well, also the fact, the the fact that Fale is winning. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Finally, a little push. Yeah. And a lot of like, like you can go with either or block A or block B. Yeah, They're Jeff both. Goff. Dude, he's a powerhouse. Yeah, but he's in block B. They haven't fought yet. Yeah. See, dude, so. dude, dude, man, just can you imagine him power, just powerball. <laughs> no, yeah, like I'm saying, like either or block A or block B. It's like a group of death. They have really good wrestlers in both. Like this one is gonna be like a very interesting, very heavily fought and very gruesome. Who's well, see, and see, you. Were, uh, I remember you were kind of doubting, like what John Moxley on the G one, mm-hmm. and he's winning. No, no he's, Moxley's not he winning. He didn't fight it. He's in Block B. No one fought for Block B yet. Oh, all okay. That, uh, Sorry, I was looking down this side. Yeah. No, okay, premature. premature. <laughs> I still, yeah, I, I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, I hope Moxley wins. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. I don't know if they're fighting tonight or maybe tomorrow. Well, technically, last night, which happened to be Saturday, Sunday. You know, to, you know, to, to yeah. time. No, I heard what they're going to do. So now it's 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, 1, 1 p.m. Monday right now. No, what I heard what they're going to do is every time they do a house show, that's when they're going to do a little uh, qualification match for the okay. G1. That's cool. They're, so that's, that's what they're going to do, so... Um, and like like I said, the G1 is considered to be the hardest wrestling tournament in the world. It's an entire month tournament. No rest. You got to fight for an entire month. Yeah, July 6th to August 12th. And um, the winners of the two blocks, well, they'll face off later at a final. Mm-hmm. And what was the grand prize? Grand prize winner will, will main event uh, Wrestle Kingdom. For the um, and they get a very shiny IWGP Heavyweight Champion, and they get I think they get a very shiny trophy. Yeah. Yes, they do get a shining trophy and a lot oh. of confetti. Uh, no, they get a, a shiny trophy, confetti, a bone, a paycheck, a good paycheck because come on, it's a month in yen. Yes. Um, How much is that in US dollars? I don't know, but um, what's a really hard tournament? Really hard tournament. Um. Yeah, so uh, I think this year's G One is going to be a really good, uh, really good tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of great names in, are in this tournament, and can't wait to see. I, I can't wait to see who's going to be the finals for Block A and Block B winners. So, yeah. well, as far as the lists I'm seeing are concerned, uh, especially with Block A, anything can actually happen now. Yeah, yeah, anything can happen. On oh, half winners and half losers. I mean, God, mm-hmm. that means you know. 
all the other the losers right now, Evil, Ibushi, Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr., and uh, Tanahashi, they're going to be fighting harder. Yeah, they have to. They all have to. And they will deliver. Yeah. Okay. So without further ado, that's it for Red Shoe Shoots. Uh, just to let you guys know, we're going to be doing a live show next week for next Sunday's show because we are going to get ready to be at the San Diego Comic-Con International. A.K.A. Warsaw. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be surprised yeah. how people can turn into savages in 0.5 seconds. Oh. As soon as the doors open. Let yeah. alone they, 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 will, they will start doing something they, never, they have not done in years. Cardio. <laughs> you know, I've never seen so many people like mock speed from the doors all the way to the uh, to the other side of the aisle just yeah. to get an exclusive like this it's plastic I don't know what it is but you're going to be fighting against 150,000 for it mm -hmm. yeah so we're going to be doing a, a live recording of Russia Shoots next week live um, at, by the convention center around right. the convention center and in Thanks. color yes <laughs> So and also we will be at the San Diego Comic Con International um, as well. If you see us, don't hesitate to say hi or anything like that. So without further ado, my okay. name is Captain Katz. Uh, here's the Night Rider, yo ho. And this is Chewy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am Chewy. Yes. <laughs> oh, if, if people like don't know who how we look like, uh, he's tall. He's, uh, uh, yeah, Captain Cass is tall. Night Rider is tall. I'm somewhat the shorter guy. And we're all Hispanic. Yeah. <laughs> we are bilingual. Yes. Except, except for Cap uh, Night Rider, he's trilingual. Try. And Omega Kai. He's four lingual. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, I hope you guys have a great week, wonderful weekend. I hope you guys had a great 4th of July, and I hope the rest of the world had a wonderful time. We will see you guys next week, and until then, take care. Happy wrestling. Oh.